and welcome to Faith FM Australia. You're listening to Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn. Thank you so much, Taryn, for being here. Aww. I could not do this on my own. No worries, I'd Mon. I'd be so scared of doing it by myself. The Lyle's abandoned me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I would hate to do this by myself, just yeah, talking I, to yourself for two hours. I can't imagine hours. how you would do no. it. I think I'd like run out of breath. I'd yeah. just be talking a mile a minute. It's like sermon panicking. on steroids. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, sometimes I've had to do um, either the outro or the intro by myself, just when like Lyle's had to leave early or yeah. dip out. And... Um, and I just talk so fast and my brain short circuits because there's no one to like ping off. Yeah. I'm really happy you're here for me to ping off. No worries, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to ping off you too. <laughs> oh, it's a, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> it is an actual wonderful Monday morning, yes. but you might be listening to this and it might not be a Monday morning and there is a reason for that. What's the reason? It's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast. Have no fear. You can jump across to the live show. We're about to get started on the live show. Same time every morning. You can do it by jumping either on faithfm.com.au and pressing play on the live stream. Or you can go to the TuneIn app, download that for free, search for Faith FM Australia and also press play and you can join us in the live program, which is so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. yeah. Because you can call in. Mm-hmm. You can get these clues that we have. Uh-huh. There's a good clue coming up today. So um, someone yeah. has already gotten it, but hey. Call yeah. us anyway. Yeah. Um, and you can call in for our free gift mm-hmm. and ask know, the question of the day. Yeah. Like, give us a question. Yeah. Stump us. Try yeah. and stump us. I'd love it. Hey, what yeah. are you grateful for this morning, Taryn? You know what, Mon? I am so grateful for the weekend. Yeah, me too. I just love being able to chill and not have anything to do, hang out with my friends, mm-hmm. have a little bit of a fire in my backyard. Yeah. And, Ooh, yeah. yeah. In that fire pit you In that fire pit I bought. Nice, you know it. Yeah. Nice. It was so much fun. Yeah. Surprisingly, I'm grateful for the exact same thing yeah. the weekend and I also didn't really do much of anything it was just yeah. nice to relax I mean I did list a whole bunch of clothes um, online I've been trying to like downsize and so I listed yeah. over a hundred items of clothing uh, online for sale and people have already started you know messaging oh, me that's and so good I have a little trip to the post office yeah. to make after the show today hopefully you get just a little bit of money back for yeah. now yeah. I'm actually more excited about just getting rid of the stuff and having oh, space but yeah. being paid to get space oh, it's oh, even better that's even right better. yeah praise the Lord good for that work. hopefully my gratitude still in the coming week will be all about <laughs> how much space I'm yep. getting and money. You money, know. <laughs> money as well. That's a good thing. Anyway, stay tuned today. We have a wonderful show coming up. We have uh, Adam Kavanagh who is telling us his story, um, you know, his testimony and how he came to do this wonderful, um, uplifting and inspiring story. We also have our very interesting encounter with God all about Babylon and how mm. she fell and she's actually a woman and the wine of her wrath and what on earth does that even mean? That's it. And we talk about the FIFA World Cup, of course. How can we not talk about how FIFA? How could we not? Go Australia. No, I'm kidding. All right. Have a wonderful day. We'll speak to you soon.
is the greatest joy for me. Praising my Savior for the things He's done for me. Come on and surrender your life completely. The power of His love will turn your life around. Washed by His love, washed by His love. Welcome back to Faith FM Breakfast Show. You're here with Mon and Taryn. I feel like we're forgetting that Lyle even exists now. I know. He's it's been gone for so long. It's just Mon and the Mon and Taryn show yeah, now. I know, yeah. I know. How many more weeks until Lyle gets back? One, two. One more week. Oh. Shell, our producer, it's her husband. So oh, she <laughs> kind of knows when he's coming yeah, back. She's eh? counting down the days. Until <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so her boyfriend gets back. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, Lyle is overseas in America. Um <clears throat> Working on some family projects over there with his annual leave. But he will be back uh, next week, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, this is our last week together. Yeah. Man, that really flew by. I mean, it was only two weeks. We're halfway there. Was it two? I feel like it was three. No, was well, it? I mean, it was two days of the third week. Oh, but I see. You know. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Maybe that's why it felt so short. Yeah. <laughs> not that it feels long with you. No, not at all. <laughs> Just get out of here, Taryn. I want Lyle back, hey? <laughs> maybe, maybe on his comeback show, we should do it like a three of us just to have oh. a transition show that'd be kind of fun that'd be kind of cool yeah, i like that yeah. idea i'll run it past our boss <laughs> hey boss are you listening <laughs> <laughs> okay this morning let's let's kick the day off with a quiz i love a good quiz on a monday morning to get your brains into gear yes so this is a what am i quiz Ooh, oh i i think the what am i last week tripped everyone up yeah yeah the yeah. answer actually no do you know what 
Someone got the answer. The quiz. Did they? Yes, they oh, were listening um, on Instagram. Yeah, and they messaged me on Instagram, and uh, and they got it right, and they got the prize. So congratulations, oh, good to, work. Um, what's his name again? Oh, I've forgotten. Because I I shared the quiz with a few of my friends on Friday night as we had like a little Bible study, mm-hmm. and like it stumped all of them except for like one of them. It took her like a little while, and then she got it. And I was like, yes, yeah. Well, it was Jake. Jake Stevangia in uh, Victoria. Oh, cool. In Bell Post Hill, who got the uh, answer right. The answer for last week's quiz was a belt. We would have accepted the old-timey word of girdle, um, but the answer was a was belt. Cool. But this week is a new what am I quiz. Okay, um, and I'm going to probably stuff up the pronunciation That's of this okay. first name. So, uh, Arunya, Aruna, Aruna. 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 Aruna sold this to David so David could use it to burn a sacrifice. Ooh. What did David purchase from Aruna to use to burn a sacrifice? If you know the answer to that quiz, give us a call. 1-800 is the... Uh, sorry, 1-800 is the number. <laughs> half the number. It's just 1-800. <laughs> 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843. We will also be putting up our clues on our Instagram page uh, ahead of time. So if you want to get the jump like Jake did last week and maybe answer the, clue before anyone, answer the quiz before anyone else, you can jump on our Instagram. Our handle is... Insta- uh, Faith FM Live. Man, I'm getting our names mixed mm. up today. Faith FM Live, all lowercase, all one word. Cool. Well, I've got some weather for you this morning, Tell Mon. me all about it. So, let's hear what's going on around the country. It's Sydney, it's currently 10 degrees, top of 16 today with showers and windy. Ew, yuck. Uh, Melbourne, <laughs> it's top of. It's currently 10 degrees, top of 14 and also a shower or two. Brisbane, currently 10 degrees, top of 19 today and sunny. Perth is sitting at... 13 degrees at the top of 18 today with a few showers easing later in the day. Adelaide it's 16 degrees currently with a top of 14 and partly cloudy. Hobart is sitting at 6 degrees top of 11 today and a shower or two. Canberra is sitting at 2 degrees with only a top of 12 today and partly cloudy. And Darwin is currently sitting at 19 degrees with a top of 31 today and sunny. And good old Newcastle where we are, it's currently 10 degrees with a top of 16 today and it's raining. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It rained on me when I walked to work. Oh, you poor That thing. is the weather forecast, <coughs> excuse me, for today, Monday the 18th of June of 2018. Of course, if you're listening and you're hanging on, you're thinking to yourself, Hang on, it's not Monday the 18th of June. It's because you're listening to the delayed broadcast. But do not fear, you can actually jump across to the live show. Jump on our website or uh, on the TuneIn app. Mm. Now, tell us some good news. It is Monday morning. We need some good news. We need some good news. Mm. Well, I've got some interesting news. I'm oh. not going to say it's it's good. It's uh-huh. progressional news. Ooh, it's there we potential. go. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There we go. So, Mon, do you know what big world event was happening over the weekend? FIFA World Cup! Yeah, it was. No, Germany! I mean, what? <laughs> what? Me, Australia? No. <laughs> Actually, I have no idea. Is Australia <laughs> even in the final? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Don't ask me about soccer. Anyway, so over in um, Russia, where it is currently being held, there were some Iran supporters, fans, and um, they were holding up some interesting signs. Oh, really? Yes. Iran so, is in the World Cup? Yeah, and they wow. won. They, they beat, won. They, they beat Morocco. Yeah, 
They beat Morocco. I mean, I'm already astounded and so happy that um, Iceland's in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go the Vikings. But I didn't. Know, I didn't realize Iran was in there. As yeah, well. Iran was in there, and um, so they actually won on the weekend because I think Morocco scored their own goal or something. <laughs> so <laughs> Iran won oh, one to zero. So uh, poor Morocco. Anyway, moving on. So Iran fans were holding up these signs saying, um, "Let Iranian women enter their stadium." And another one read, hashtag no ban for women. So what is going on here is that um, pretty much back in their home country of Iran, women aren't allowed to enter any sports stadiums. Mm -hmm. Um, And this um, happened uh, since... Oh, I can't find it now, but it was like back in um, 1970-something where mm -hmm. um, women were just weren't allowed to enter uh, since 1979 is the Islamic revolution where Iranian women um, have been banned from entering um, and attending football matches and other male only sporting events. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So back home in Iran, women aren't allowed to enter any football stadiums or any other sporting events. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I do think that's really tragic and I, and I think it's unfair. And I think it's not right. No. Um, you know, I did. I have been watching a travel documentary uh, that goes, you know, through, um, you know, that the whole region, Pakistan, um, mm-hmm. Iran, Iraq, and, and I was astounded that even um, in like small little villages, when they have like little little soccer matches or little any sort of like a uh, horse horse uh, sports, you know, they yeah. have these, you know, these little uh, specific to their region, these uh-huh. little games that they play, yeah. and um, and and in almost all regards women can't come they wow. just can't attend yeah it doesn't matter how derelict this village is out in the middle of yeah. nowhere they're like nah women can't come wow yeah it's tragic yeah it is it's tragic but i am really happy that these people are using this opportunity to make a political statement yeah that's it there was another one um that was really interesting another banner um so there was this couple that came along with a banner that read 4127 kilometers to be at the stadium as a family how crazy is that? So they had to travel 4,127 kilometers so that they could just go to a stadium, to a sporting event as a family what? with the mom and the daughter as well. In Russia? Yeah. They had to travel across? Well, no. Well, they had to go from Iran, oh. like travel to Russia so oh, that they could attend, attend together. together. Yeah. Oh my. So all of these women are attending the sporting event in Russia because, you know, they can finally go because it's not yeah. illegal in Russia yeah. for women to attend a sporting event. And this clearly <clears throat> says something to me as well because obviously the, the like, you know, the husband has not got an issue if he's no. willing to travel like 4,000 odd Ks yeah. with his family. So his wife and his kids can <laughs> together attend a, a, exactly. a, a soccer match, a sporting event. Yeah. Um, so clearly like it's not the mindset of everybody. No. no. I, wonder, I wonder how few are running the show and have this mindset. Yeah. I am curious about that as well because like a lot of um, – like there's a few other quotes in here um, and stuff and there's one of the um, players. So the Iran captain um, who is playing in his third World Cup, mm-hmm. he is a vocal advocate for ending the ban. Good. Um, as uh, so many of these other names that they've got here of the players and um, – yeah, so it's definitely not 
the people that are, mm-hmm. you know, wanting this ban to be in mm-hmm. place. And I, w- I do wonder how much fear is involved. Like, yeah. you know, would, were they scared when they held up the banner that there would be repercussions oh, and violence against them? I would imagine them. they would have been, yeah. hey. Yeah, and it's, I think it's also really tragic that people uh, use any sort of religious script to, to do these kind of these mm. injustices against, against another gender. And um, I think it's important to note that the Bible, the Holy Bible of God, does not in any way um, support this sort of suppression of women. Yeah. People often think it does, but the Proverbs 31 where it describes a virtuous woman, that woman is a hustler. Uh-huh. She, she's like got it going. She's like selling land and yeah. buying land. And she's like, she's got it going on. Yeah. She's not oppressed at all. Yeah. And uh, it was only the... Um, uh, the Corinthians who like had to be retaught, yeah, you know, and people misquote those texts. Anyway, we're gonna maybe talk about this when we come back in a second. Uh, if you have an opinion, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM. Um, you know, what do you think the Bible says about women? Do you think it oppresses them or it liberates them? Give us a call. Tell us all about it. One eight hundred three two four eight four three.
Welcome back to Faith FM. We are discussing what the Bible says about women. Does it oppress them or does it emancipate them? Mm. You know, we have this uh, issue over in the Middle East, in Iran, um, where we've had some people from Iran travel all the way to the World Cup in Russia and just be so relieved that the the women of their family are able to enter a sporting stadium and attend a sporting event. Um, which they apparently are not allowed to in Iran. Yeah. There are the banned from uh, actually many many public events, including uh, any sort of sporting event. So we're just discussing, you know, what does the Bible actually say? Because people, you know, they often point the finger at the Bible and say, well, the Bible says, you know, that women are told to sit down and shut up, basically, in church, and uh, and they should just, you know, quietly and meekly disappear off the face of the earth. So we're going to have a look at what the you know what the Bible actually says and maybe the context of it. I think the context mm. is very um, important to understand. Definitely. Well, I think like the main verse um, is found in First Corinthians chapter fourteen, um, verse thirty four, um, and I feel like I mean I'll get you to read it in a moment, Mon. Mm-hmm. But um, mostly that's just talking about women um, being silent in church, right? Mm-hmm. I'll read it for you because it does sound okay. really horrible. Yeah. Women should be silent during the church meetings. It is not proper for them to speak. They should be submissive just as the law says. If they have any questions, they should ask their husbands at home, for it is improper for women to speak in church meetings. Okay, so it sounds like the Bible is really oppressing women here, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. It sounds like, not well, women, you know, even though they're allowed to enter the churches, they're not allowed to say anything. Yeah. They're not allowed to speak and they need to be silent. Can't contribute. No. Can't have a voice. They're not allowed to ask anyone out anyone else any questions only their husbands when they get back home Mm -hmm. so it sounds kind of bad but what's the context of this chapter in this verse what's going on in corinth um that um paul needed to write to the corinthians and tell the women to be silent in church Mm. so um this was actually a, a pagan area yep. that Paul had been uh, a missionary to. Mm. And uh, and the pagans most definitely oppressed their women and they actually didn't educate them. Mm. And uh, and so the, the education gap between men and women was, you know, really quite large. Mm. And so now that they're learning about Christianity, they're learning that, you know, this is not how you treat other people, other humans, mm. um, you know, God's children. We should all be treating each other with love and kindness and with the same opportunities. And so women were now being allowed into these religious mm-hmm. meetings. But they were finding because of the the discrepancies in their in their education because of their pagan um, traditions, women were often <clears throat> having to interrupt and ask for clarification about stuff yeah. because they didn't understand stuff because they'd never been taught to them yeah. before, and it was causing a disruption and the meetings weren't able to proceed. Yeah, and it's a bit like and I, I can I can understand the frustration. Do you remember being in school and sometimes they had like mixed grade classrooms? Yeah, yeah. and then like the older kids trying to like surge forward and learn something. Yeah, and they've already got the basics down pat but then yeah. you have like the other half of the classroom which are in a lot you know in a younger grade and they keep interrupting because they haven't learned that basic yeah. stuff yet and they're yeah. like and it, it hinders yeah it hinders the uh, the growth of the older class and this has actually been documented quite wi- mm. widely about um you know there are benefits to having mixed grade classrooms you you have uh you have uh, the ability to get the older kids to mentor and nurture mm. the younger kids in that way it helps them to mature but then you have the flip side where there's you know there's studies showing where it actually holds them back because yeah. they have to they sort of have to remain at, at that lower grade yeah. because they have to wait for the younger kids to catch up yeah so this is the issue that was happening in the church yeah. and Paul needs them to understand stuff and surge forward and like you know and start understanding bigger concepts and larger mm. you know aspects of the gospel and so he said you know what 
the women, if you could just hold on to your questions and just wait till you get home because your husbands know that stuff and they can explain it to you mm. at home. And that way the men, you know, the rest of people who understand can keep learning at church. And if you keep coming, you'll keep learning and you'll catch up eventually. Yeah. And so this is what he was saying. And it sounds a little bit brutal in the Bible, but it certainly wasn't a brutal sentiment. Yeah. It was just a way of creating order at the time and, uh, and creating a system where, uh, where, where everyone could continue learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. So it's not at all so about... It's not oppressing yeah. the women then. No. And I mean, if we look back at um, the Garden of Eden, we see that God created Adam and Eve equal, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely. They had different roles, yes, but mm-hmm. he created them equal. He walked with each of them every day in the garden. He exactly. spoke to each of them individually. Um, and it, it was us that messed it up. It was yeah. us who... It was humans who were like, let's go be pagans. Let's go yeah. make, you know, women uh, oppressed. Let's make them temple prostitutes. Let's abuse their That's bodies. It. Let's disregard their brains. Yeah. That, that was our doing exactly this and this here in the bible is where the lord's trying to fix it yeah that's right so we just want to lay a very clear foundation here that you know like um the bible does not teach that women should be oppressed Mm. you know it teaches the opposite that we should respect each other and love each other um and that god did not create women to be in a lesser you know, and this is this is very position. much why it's so important to read and understand the Bible in its context. Yeah, so that's it. Just reading the Bible, just cracking out and giving it a read. It it really is a book that requires you know like a dictionary and a, yeah, and a, and a couple of other a you know, lexicon, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lexicon. Good yeah, word that. um, you know, and, and the history books and and a bit of you know a bit of extra study to really yeah, understand what it's saying. Sure, because um, you know as as we did see um, the biblical model of a woman, you know. Uh, the very famous chapter there, Proverbs 31, the one that strikes fear into the heart of many a woman mm-hmm. <laughs> when she reads that and goes, what? I have to I do all that? I can't live up to that expectation. <laughs> you know, she, she is a, she's a businesswoman. She's emancipated. She is just an incredible image of, of a woman and, you know, mm. and what she does and how she goes about her business and all the things she takes care of. And, you know, she's got a household and she runs the show and yeah. she's the boss, she's in charge. It's an incredible, incredible look at what a woman actually is compared to, you know, what the pagans were doing to yeah. their women. Yeah. And, um, and if you look, you know, through the, uh, through history, you'll see often it was the Jewish, uh, religion that was educating their women, um, the Jewish Christianity and not and not the pagans. So yeah, if you have an opinion about this, give us a call one eight hundred Faith FM one eight hundred three two four eight four three. Maybe if you have an experience about this, because I know that yeah. these Bible verses sadly are still misused even within our own church. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and there is like a sentiment that you know women can't as much as men yeah. can. So give us a call if you've experienced something. We definitely want to talk about it. Um, something that I want to talk about. Oh, P.S. Australia is definitely in the uh, FIFA World Cup. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. I, just, cool, cool. I, I knew they were, but for a second I was like, wait, are they not? <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah. I double checked. We're in. We're in. Good. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll play Iran. And uh, and I hope that some Australians hold up some slack yeah. cards, you know, supporting uh, supporting women in stadiums. Now, I do have some sad news. Um, something we need to pray about. Uh, been another U.S. Uh, shooting. Oh no! Uh, this time in New Jersey. Um, thankfully, I, I don't know why this is in any sort of relief, but it is. It does seem like a relief to me. Thankfully, this one was not terrorist attack. This was okay. some sort of like, quote neighborhood beef. Oh, so it sounds like uh, two Americans got in a in a fight over something, and one of them pulled a gun and started shooting. Oh my um, goodness! Yeah, which is terrible because twenty two people were injured so far, 
And uh, and I think there's been a few deaths, um, including the suspect. The suspect, he was a 33-year-old man and he's believed to have been killed by the police. Okay. Um, they are grateful that it wasn't worse because it was a very confined space. It actually took place in a an art festival. It was a 24-hour art festival happening in New Jersey and uh, it was about 2.45 a.m., and um, I just want to remind people, do you know what? Nothing good happens at 2 a.m. No. Just go to bed. <laughs> just go to sleep. <laughs> even, even though, you know, stuff is open 24 hours these days. If it's getting late, just go home. Nothing good happens. After, well, what were you saying earlier? Oh, nothing good happens after 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah go to bed. bed. <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's coming to 8 o'clock, just start heading home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do need to pray for these people. Um, so 17 of the 22 victims are in local hospitals. Um and four of them are in critical condition. Uh, unfortunately, there's a 13-year-old. He's in extremely uh, critical condition, which is sad to have um, someone so 13 young. 13-year-old? Yeah, what 13. was he doing up all night? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, wow. I'm hoping it was a kosher event, yeah. um, an all-night art festival in Trenton. Um, yeah, so I, I, we need to pray for this kind of stuff. This stuff is, you know, we have seen in uh, Matthew 24 in the end times that crazy stuff will start happening more and more Mm. and it's a sign of the time and we definitely need to wake up and we are living in the end times. The Holy Spirit is moving away from the world. Hatred is going to prevail. It's just going to be becoming more and more and we need to watch unto prayer and and definitely – um, keep these people in your That's prayers it. and believe that praying does help. Yeah. You know, often we think I'm so far away. I don't even know these people. What would my prayers possibly do? Yeah. But I, I, I don't think we will realize the full extent of our prayers until no, we get to No, prayer heaven. is powerful. Mm. That's right. God can work. You know, we don't need to know their names or anything. We, God knows. We Absolutely. just need to pray for them. Absolutely. We're going to have a break. This is the Clark family with the song Big Enough. And then we'll be back with our guest interview. Very excited about our guest interview. It's actually someone I used to work with years and years ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we're going to have him on the show and we're going to pick his brains all about his uh, his creative side in God. I've got a heart that's full of faith-filled helplessness There are mountains ahead that I can't move by myself But I know when I'm weak, He's strong When I can barely breathe, there's still a song Even though it's hard right now, I'm not here on my own So when it's Seems it can't be done I know God is big enough I can run the race I'm called to run Cause I know God 
Welcome back to Faith FM. You're here on The Breakfast Show with Mon and Taryn. Hey, Taryn. Yeah. Hit us with another clue on that What Am I quiz. Okie dokie. So this is a What Am I. Someone's already rung up, mind you, Mon, and they, they get it wrong. got it wrong. Yeah, Zane, so. Zainab from South Australia. Try again, maybe. She guessed trash. Yeah. It's not trash. Not trash. Okay, so the next clue is Peter rebuked those of the circumcision for placing this upon Gentile believers when they themselves could not bear it. Mm, if you know what that is, give us a call. one eight hundred Faith FM. Okay. Guess who we have on the line? Who do we have online? Adam Kavanagh. Good morning, Adam. How are you? Morning, how are you going? Yeah, good as gold. I'm so stoked to have you on the show, Adam. It's lovely to be speaking to you. Yeah, I I think the last time I saw you, my bestie Vani and I were over at you and your wife's house eating delicious Greek food. Is that the last time? Well, actually, maybe not the last time I saw you, but it's definitely the last memory I have. (laughs) Probably. Well, good. Good. It's such a good memory. I remember that Spanakopita. Is that how you say it? I, you must have said it wrong because I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's that Spanish dish and it's wrapped in like pastry and I don't, I don't know, whatever. Oh, yeah, Spanakopita. Yeah, I, I, yeah, didn't I say it just like that? Oh, that was pretty good. Pretty close. Oh, I have no idea. I, uh, yeah. you you're not Greek. Your wife is Greek, right? <laughs> That's right. Actually, your wife hosted our show a little while ago, co-hosted our show. Uh, Gia, she filled in when I was deathly ill, along with Claire. She did a really great job. I was listening to the show while I was sick in bed. And uh, her and Claire did a fabulous job. So I'm, I'm guessing that you're going to be really good on the radio this morning, Adam, because, I mean, it's your wife who runs in the family, right? Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, let's not waste any more time. I want to hear about your story. You do actually have an incredible story. Tell me, I guess, let's start at the very beginning. Um, you didn't actually grow up in a, in a Christian home, did you? No, no. I guess, like, I, I suppose looking back now on my childhood, it's probably um, a little bit out of the ordinary, but I suppose it's not something, you know, when you're living it, you don't think that it's any different than mm. anyone else. Um, and I suppose looking around Australia, you know, uh, I grew up in a home where um, there was a lot of alcohol use. There was, you know, drug abuse. Um, you know, we'd have the police visit our home every now and again. Um, and, and yeah, so, I mean, at the time, um, you don't really think anything of it. You think that it's just kind of normal. But I guess looking back, you can kind of reflect on it a little bit and go, hmm, maybe it's not so normal for everybody to uh to be going through all of those mm-hmm. all of those things growing up but yeah. did you ever get into uh drugs and alcohol yourself um having that sort of a start yeah i guess for me um because it felt normal right um mm-hmm. you look at it and you don't really think anything of it so it's not a matter of if you will i guess it's just a matter of when mm-hmm. uh, and for me i suppose the when happened pretty early um i started smoking smoking weed when I was 12, um, basically every day of my life um, smoking um, and and drinking by the age of around, well, drinking heavily, I'd say, um, by around the age of 13. Did you end up becoming addicted? Because children often, they don't seem to have like a stop valve like adults do. I mean, adults get addicted as well, but, you know, children often don't realize they're even in addiction until it's way too late. Yeah, I, um, I've thought about that before, you know, and I guess, like, 
the thing which I found as I as I grew older, I think I was just um, it was it wasn't it didn't matter what it was as mm-hmm. long as I was having something. So it wasn't you know I'd either be drinking or it'd be if I wasn't drinking then I'd be you know taking a lot of drugs or if it wasn't that it'd be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I had that addictive personality and I had that addiction to the escape of something. Um, mm-hmm. And to me, it didn't really matter what it was. It was just, you know, that all-round substance abuse. So as I got older, um, yeah, it really didn't matter what it was. And I guess some things in life, you know, are more accepted. So it might just mean that you, you drink more or you do this more at, at certain points of time. But, um, yeah, it was definitely uh, a, an addiction there to um, to all things, I guess, to substances. And as I got older, it didn't really matter what it was mm-hmm. um you know i was I, I just viewed everything as the same so i thought well you know if you're willing to take one drug why not take them all yeah yeah once you've broken that cord you know just keep going yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's funny when you you just said the um the phrase addictive personality i've been thinking about that a lot lately and i just i'm beginning to realize we all have addictive personalities because we're all wired to become addicted and if we take mm. drugs for long enough we're all gonna become addicted to it like all yeah. humans are the same in that regard, but I, I was just wondering why you know why you were talking because you said you started these um, these habits and these and uh, taking these substances when you were like twelve and thirteen. How did this affect your schooling? Um, <laughs> uh, I actually did really well at school. How did you do uh, that? With, um, yeah, uh, you know what? I don't know. It, uh, to be honest, I when I was. Um, so to just backtrack a little bit as well, mm-hmm. uh, like you said before, my parents weren't Christian, but my mum grew up in a Christian home. Um, and and then when my grandmother passed away, our grandfather moved in with us. Um, and that was around 11, when I was around 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he moved in, I think mum felt guilty about, because he was going to church every week. And I think mum, you know, that probably a little bit of guilt she felt. So... Um, she, we started attending church regularly at the age of 12 and I actually decided to get baptized uh, as a result of that at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I got baptized and it was like a brief period of maybe 12 months of our life where, you know, occasionally we'd be going to church, but then on the way home, they'd be drinking and, and, you know, doing whatever in the cars. Um, and, but for me, yeah, I made that decision and I think, you know, partly is, is that, God really, you know, looks after us. And, and once we've kind of, um, you know, he does his best for us. And I think maybe, you know, me doing well at school was partly because of that, because I can't think of any other reason. I, I, I swear I cannot remember a day at school when I was straight. Mm-hmm. So I was either stoned or drunk um, at school during that whole time. And I did like, I think I got a, what do they call it, that entrance number that they use oh, now. T- um, uh, I not a T or a UAI or whatever. Yeah, I, I got like I got ninety, and wow. I didn't study at all or anything. So, um, and school, like, yeah. So, I, but I was a terrible person at mm-hmm. school. I have to like, I look back and I just pray to God to forgive me for the things that I've done because I seriously ruined other people's lives at school. Um, so, yeah, it's not really something that I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is interesting because I think people need to realize that just because uh, uh, you know students are, or kids are, are highly functioning, you know, at school or, or getting good grades doesn't worry 
just automatically mean that they're they're living a good life or they're on the right track. Um, now you you did start at a young age. How long did this go on for? Because I'm guessing you would have graduated, and I doubt you would have stopped using at that point. Oh yeah, things. So I guess I moved out of home when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind of just you know escalated from there. And I suppose I had you know even when you're doing those kind of things, I suppose you've always got like a uh, you know you always draw a line in the sand somewhere and so at that stage it was like oh well you know I'm drinking and I'm smoking weed and I you know take mushrooms and do kind of what people would consider natural drugs I guess mm-hmm. um and I said well I'll do that but I won't take any chemicals mm-hmm. um and then you know I moved from where we were which was up in North Queensland and I moved down to Sydney um and met a group of guys and then all of a sudden it's like oh well I'll just take this you mm-hmm. know and then then you draw another line in the sand and then it's, oh, I'll just take this. And so I guess um, for me, it just kind of, yeah, snowballed and rolled on to, um, to me selling drugs and, and all of that kind of stuff um, as I got a little bit older. Well, I say a little bit older, but probably by around 18, I was, um, yeah, selling, selling amphetamines. Mm-hmm. And um, tell us how how did it all come to a to a halt? I mean, sometimes we don't it doesn't always come to a grinding halt. But you know, you you've definitely had a change looking at who you are now to who you are back then. How did that change happen? Um, for me, it was you know, I look back now and I can see all the little moments where God tried to reach me. Um, you know, there were there were times when you hit you hit lows. Um, and I guess anybody in, in any experience, whether you're a Christian or whether you're, you know, you're not a Christian, everybody experiences lows in their life. Um, and I guess during those lows, you know, I always believed that there was a God out there, but for me, it was more of like a, a spiritual thing of, you know, the universe and, you know, all of that kind of, um, I'll, I was going to say all of that kind of rubbish, but I guess for some people it's rubbish. Um, but all of that kind of stuff, you know, it's like, oh, there's an energy out there and this and that, you do good and then good energy happens, do bad, bad energy happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I tried to, uh, in that time, I was like, okay, well, I'll just try to not do bad for people. But the truth is, looking back now, I was like, I was doing a lot of bad. I was, I was a bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I guess for me, looking back, I can see those moments where in those lows, I can see God was trying to reach me now, but mm-hmm. at the time, I guess I didn't know. And, and I was even during, you know, no matter what it was, however much fun, you know, you think you're having, I always, I always knew and felt like there was something more. So where did, um, how did God it, find you? Where did he find you and how did he bring you across? Well, I, to me, it, it was kind of like a bit of a, I would say it was a staging thing. And I guess it started with that feeling of just wanting more. You know, I kind of, I got sick of just doing the same old thing all the time and um, and getting the same results, I guess. You know, you go out you on the weekends, you get trashed, you feel rubbish, and it's just, you know, life is in repeat. Um, and it started, I think, I, I was working at a place um, and all of my friends there were pretty bad people as well. Um, and so then I got a new job so I could, you know, where I was away from those people, which helped me make a few better decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that new job, I actually met, um, met a girl there who's now my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, I, I asked her out on a date. 
Um, and she said, yes, thank God. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, at that date, we shared a little bit. And then the next time I saw her, she gave me a book called The Great Controversy. Uh, and after reading that book, you know, I realized that, wow, this is, you know, that feeling that I had of that there's something more, mm-hmm. that this is exactly what it is. Because to me, it was no matter what I felt before as far as, oh, the universe this or this and that, there was never any real solid kind of proof or any evidence mm-hmm. to what I felt. It's something that made me feel good. Whereas once I read that book, The Great Controversy, I realized, well, wow, there's actually, there is something more that there's this huge battle over my soul and over me and over everybody um, and that there's actually, you know, proof and evidence that you can put on it for historically and, um, and yeah. Do, and do you, you need to choose? Around. You need to choose between the life you were living and, you know, and God. So essentially, um, you know, you met your wife and she was the one who, who showed you the way to Jesus, which is such a sweet love story. But um, I did want to, we only have a few minutes left. So I did want to ask you, what is it you're doing now for God? Because, you know, you're a creative and I've seen you do creative stuff, but tell us a little bit what you're up to. Um, so once I, uh, you know, I'd started studying again, I met my wife and started studying, um, went back to university and um, did a degree, a Bachelor of Creative Media. And during that course, you know, all the people that I was meeting at church and stuff, they were nurses or teachers or this and that. And I was like, man, this is, this is terrible. I should do something else because how am I ever going to use this for God? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to serve him. And so I prayed, you know, during that time, I was like, Lord, Whatever it is, you know, just let me be of service to you. And during that time, I ended up um, getting a job at a, a you know, Christian media center where I can I make media, um, which, you know, shares people's stories about, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, about how Jesus has changed their lives and, um, and also, you know, create resources in, with things to actually share Jesus with people. And so... At the moment, I'm, yeah, I'm able to use that. And I think Jesus, you know, you can use no matter what skill it is to, um, to be able to share the gospel. And I'm just, you know, really grateful and blessed, I guess, that I can, I can do that in everyday, everyday life. So that's quite exciting. So you, you like, you work creating, what is it, like TV and, and that kind of stuff. And because I've seen you behind a camera, I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen your wife and, and your daughter on TV. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so we do a, um, one of the programs that we create is called At the Table. Uh, and it's like a show for young mums, um, or mothers in general. And it's, you know, it's based around just, um, sharing, you know, healthy lifestyle principles and trying to generate and create a community for, for mothers. And, it, you know, it's a tricky time for, for women because quite often you feel isolated. Um, you know, it's not the culture and society that used to be where you have a whole bunch of support when you're a mum. So it's, you know, sharing healthy food, um, exercise, you know, lifestyle things. Um, And and part of that is my wife and my daughter, (coughs) who's five, uh, we do a cooking show, a cooking segment with that. And that show's, you know, available to watch on 10 Play. Um, So it's broadcast on Channel 10 as well as Hope Channel as well as um, online too. So... Yeah, so, which uh, we think it's a great ministry. Our, our listeners might be surprised that there is something called Hope Channel. So, what exactly is Hope Channel? Um, Hope Channel is a is a channel which is set up by the um, Seventh Day Adventist Church, mm-hmm. and essentially on there, I think you you know you've got a whole bunch of um, sermons. There's nature programs, there's that kind of thing, um, and it's available to watch online. It's actually a worldwide channel. 
Um, I think they've got satellite television in, in most countries in the world now. So it's it's a huge, um, yeah, it's a huge uh, network. And they can also watch it on free to air, right? Um, uh, the program at the table you can watch on free to air on Channel Ten or on or on their on demand service. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hope Channel is is you know online or it's a satellite TV program or oh, TV network. Yeah. Well, it's so it's wonderful. <clears throat> it's so wonderful that when you are, you give your life to God, um, you know He uses you. And he uses the talent that He had imbued in you from when you were a baby. And you know, I've seen your, I've seen your work. I've seen your creative work, and you're very talented. And I'm, I praise God that that you made the decision to follow Him because uh, we really do need a stronger voice uh, in media. You know, I, I guess I feel it here because we're on the radio and and you're creating TV, and I feel like we need more people. Um, creating good media content. Um, so thank you so much for joining us, Adam, this morning. It's really been great having you. And, uh, we it's been wish a pleasure. Thank you. We wish you all the best and uh, and also say hi to Gia for us. And uh, and if you're listening and you're thinking, do you know what? I love this Christian radio. Well, guess what? You would love Christian TV as well. Check out uh, Hope Channel. You can jump online or you can jump on, um, on 10, Channel 10 on certain hours. We'll be back after this song. Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Oh, oh, oh. Well, please join us at the Hamilton 
Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Shake your chains to the earth And rise up with the dawn Oh, my soul Shake your chains to the earth 